I'm Eric Shabla, the guy who almost died floating down the Wisconsin River and then had to get on a plane and go to another state to do a play. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone. I always say hello, everyone. You do. I love it. I know. It's one of my favorite things. Is it okay? As, if, as long as somebody enjoys it, I every and I once again I have my my arms around my my hips again. Yeah. I just noticed that I'm doing that again, so I'm gonna try it with my hands above my head. You just and like this. Yeah, I'm gonna try it like this, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome. To- <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I want this. I'm so used to this podcast starting with hello, everyone. And I it's it's, to me, it's part of it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's like you you don't say it anymore, but you used to say um, um, if you if you like this podcast, share it with your friends. Yeah. And you change the script. I know. I'm not intentionally. I always loved it. That's why if you notice when I say it, I kind of say it. Tell your friends. <laughs> so it's, we've locked ourselves in. We're, we're, we're almost at 50 episodes. We are locked in with how we start and end these things. We are. It's true. Anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy who had authority issues at band camp. Joining me on this podcast is the person who is authority personified, Laura Arnold. Oh my god. I'm I think that's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Oh, I meant it as a full-on insult, but so Yeah, but I as like a strong independent woman, I'm like Yeah, I'm authority per, per wow, I can't speak right now, but um <laughs> heck yes, that thing you said about me. <laughs> Well done. Well done, Laura. <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. Amazing. Um, yeah, well, I, well, you know, I always, whenever I, do, whenever I do these intros, you know, I always like to, like, part of it is I have a whole spreadsheet for the listener who doesn't know. I have a whole spreadsheet of the guy who that is in our Google Drive for That's this true. podcast. And you don't see them beforehand. You purposely don't even look at the script until I do the intro. I don't. I refuse to read them because I want it to be my, I want my reaction to be true and honest and real. Um, but part of the hardest thing sometimes is coming up with your introduction. Cause I don't want to just say, and here's my co-host Laura. I like, I like having that interesting little, that little tack in there. And um, so for this one, it was pretty easy, you know, because you're a stage manager, um, you're a strong, independent woman, you're a bad, like all those things. You're authority personified. I've, I don't think that you've ever paid me such a huge compliment before. And I also. It will never happen again. (laughs) That's true. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Uh, But I also think that I see a world where somebody would be offended by that. But I, well, when I wrote it, I was like, she's going to be so offended when I say that. So the fact that your eyes like lit up and sparkled a little bit. It's like I'm, a, I'm everything I've ever wanted to be. We need to talk about your authority issues at band camp. Oh, yes, we do. 
<laughs> I joined band camp for high school marching band. Like our real quick preface, our school, I went to a school that was in an independent school and we were kindergarten through senior. We were all in one building. Um, so you literally started in one corner of the school. And by the time you graduated, you were in a completely different side. And so um, when I was in seventh grade, me and one other person was, we were kind of poached from seventh grade to join the high school marching band. Remember, I go to um, the rookie camp, which is the week before band camp officially starts. Mm -hmm. And in rookie camp, that's like where you learn like the terminology and you learn like the discipline part of it so that way you're ready to go when band camp officially starts. And so... I remember we go, we're like, like, it's like eight in the morning. We're out on the, the parking lot um, because at our school, marching band was the equivalent of other schools football team. So it's eight o'clock in the morning. We're starting, you know, rookie camp for marching band. And they give me a, uh, a marching baritone, um, which again, which is kind of like a really large, heavy trumpet. Plus they add like 10 pound weights to them. Uh, and then they have a stand at attention. And so we're standing there at attention and they're like, you're going to stay like that until we tell you to put it down. And so I hold it for like five minutes and then I put my hands down because my hands are tired. And they're like, Seidenberg, back to attention. And I was like, my arms are tired. I will put them back up attention when I'm ready to put them at attention. And then the kid who was in charge of it, which it's funny looking back now because I'm like, the kid was only like 17. <laughs> But, yeah, but you, you know, were, when you're a middle schooler, yeah. he was like an adult. You were like 12. And so, <laughs> right. And so so he's like screaming at me like, Sudenberg, put that back up. And I was like, no, none time ready. And then he was like, Sudenberg, drop and give me 20. And I was like, no. And he was like, I said, drop and give me 20. And I was like, no. And he was like, drop and give me 30. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, drop and give me 50. And I was like, you can keep counting higher, but I am not giving you push-ups. <laughs> And he got so <laughs> mad at me because I refused to do any, any of that kind of crap. Um, and so, uh, and I remember also like whenever we went on marching band competitions, we would, whenever we would like eat out somewhere like Golden Corral or, you know, wherever else they would always have like, uh, you know, seniority. So the seniors would go first. And then me as the little seventh grader had to get in the back of the line and I was hungry and fat. So I was like... No. And so as a kid, I always fought authority. And I was like, no, I was in line first. You're not cutting me just because you're older than me. Of course, fast forward to when I was a senior. And then I was like, yeah, all you newbies get in the back of the friggin' line. Oh my God, that's so real. As a yeah. freshman, you're like, the system. And then you get to be a senior or whatever the higher version is. And you're like, yeah, freshman. The system benefits me. me. So screw yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> Laura, we've wasted so much time. So much time. <laughs> I feel like we should welcome our guest to the podcast. There's a good intro. <laughs> uh, today's guest is Eric, uh, who is an actor and writer based in the Midwest. He has appeared regionally with several distinguished companies, such as the Guthrie Theater, American Players Theater, Chicago Shakespeare Theater, among others. His plays and poetry have been developed and published across the country. Welcome to the podcast, Eric Shabla. What put you in this original predicament? So I was, <laughs> I was working out of town 
at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, which is in Cedar City, Utah, which mm-hmm. you've never been there, is really, really hard to get to. So I was working there for the summer and my girlfriend lived in Spring Green, Wisconsin, and was working at American Players Theater. And uh, I was gonna fly back to surprise her. So my plan was to leave, take a red-eye flight, I left a performance. I, I finished, literally got off the stage, got out of costume, got in my car and started driving through the Utah desert at night, which is gorgeous. <laughs> Basically, by the time I got into Nevada, it was 105 degrees outside. At and night? I, yeah, at night. Isn't that oh crazy? Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. It was insane. I've never experienced anything like it. Um, I get on the plane. I fly to Madison and I get into Madison at like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight in the morning. So I've been, basically I've just been traveling nonstop for 12 hours at this point, a little over 12 hours. Oh my God. And have been exposed to the, to the sun already a fair amount. We decided to go floating on the river. Uh, oh, no. And for those of you listening who don't know, it's very, it sounds like the most kind of benign, innocuous thing you could do. You get in a giant inner tube, sometimes tied together to somebody else's inner tube, and you just float. You just you just lounge around with some, you maybe bring another inner tube with beer and snacks and whatever. So just like Red Claw, is that what it's called? Red Claw? The White ter- Claw. White Claw, that's the one. Yep. White Claw. <laughs> yeah, the like soccer mom, you know, wants to drink at the, at the her child's game but can't that kind of drink yeah <laughs> today's show is sponsored by white claw, white claw. <laughs> yeah so we're knocking back white claws so we're kind of fast approaching this one particular tree that's in the water and i'm like oh yeah wouldn't it be hilarious if we hit that and famous uh, last words man famous last words <laughs> and, and kelsey my girlfriend was like we should probably you know i think we should steer away from it and i was like all right and so we tried, you know, we're trying with all our might. And I'm like, it's just not working. The current's too strong. We hit, we hit the thing and I was not prepared for that. Luckily, I was thrown out and over the tree. So I was thrown onto the tree. So I grabbed both life jackets and I dove in and just swam and swimming like frantically. And, you know, but, but what the result is that we've been in this direct sunlight for like four or five hours with no water and only alcohol. I get back on another red eye flight Mm. at about, you know, 10, maybe 10 or 11 o'clock. I get back to Vegas and I have a matinee. I think, I think it was a student matinee, a 10 a.m. student matinee. So eventually I, I managed to get to the theater on time too, on time. I go in and I start, dressing and putting on my costume and we do the first couple of scenes and everything is fine and then all of a sudden it just i had the sensation of being smacked in the head with a baseball bat and my dresser stops and goes like you have heat stroke (laughs) because i guess heat so heat stroke takes a day a full day to you know the symptom for the symptoms to actually show themselves now it's time for our main segment the anecdotal dote here's how it works i've selected a random word that only i've seen and eric your job is to tell a true story based on that word 
are you ready? Yes. Your word is slip. <laughs> this is a great, this is a great prompt. I was at a Halloween party my, my sophomore year of, uh, my sophomore year of college in this old, like, bohemian house that, like, these 10 dancers lived in. It's this huge house in Minneapolis. I remember this is, I'm going to be, I'm going to out myself here and say that I experimented with LSD in college. Whoa. And like I, one should, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this week's this week's episode is sponsored by Walkclaw and LSD. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Uh, um, so there was a there, there was a costume contest. The one that this costume ended up winning, and it's I think because of me that it won. This woman in a black slip walks down the runway. She had a stethoscope around her neck and a little pin that said Doctor Freud. <laughs> and she's in a black slip and everybody was kind of like, what? Somehow my LSD addled brain got the joke, like got the Freudian slip joke right away. <laughs> <laughs> fell like howled, howled with, like, and, and cry, like cried, crying with laughter, inconsolable laughing. And you're the reason that she won this award. I'm the reason that she won. I'm the reason that the Freudian slip won the contest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great costume. So, Laura, three hours ago when we started recording this podcast, yeah. um, you, had make, you had made a comment that your mother had Put a deposit on a, a dog egg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, real quick. I know you're new to our planet. Um, you know, you're I'm alien. An alien. Yeah, your alien mothership and all yeah. that. So I don't know how much you know about biology, but dogs don't have um they don't hatch out of an egg. No, I know, but they have eggs like humans have eggs, right? Like they have like ovaries or whatever. You know? Which like, I have quick eggs, side note. Because I'm a human. Yes. I just don't I, dump them out. When I was little and I found out about menstruation, I thought that because I was told that when a woman is menstruating, she's cleaning out her, um, her, uh, her, her uterus. To, thank you. Uh, she's she's cleaning out her uterus to um, and removing the eggs that were implanted in there because uh, they weren't used. And so I thought that you all were like, like popping, like popping out, out actual, actual like, eggs. Yeah, I mean we are and the the bloody part is the uterine lining, right? It's right. like, but I thought I thought you could like physically see them. I didn't realize no, that they were teeny they're tiny. tiny. They're they're like microscopic. Well, the conversation started because I announced to you, you're the first person to know. I, um, I am officially adopting a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not said that sentence out loud yet, but I'm super excited. Um, and he, I sent you a picture of He's him. He's so cute. He's very cute. Um, and that's when you were like, oh, by the way, my mothership uh, bought a dog egg. And I was like, hold that thought. Let's wait till we get under microphones. So that way I can figure out what the flippity f- is going on right yep. now. She she made a deposit on an egg and on a on an egg she hopes to be fertilized. I'm really worried I'm going to end up being the like the I'm going to we're going to have matching sweaters. Totally. And we're going to take Christmas cards. Yes. Um yep. and he's going to have a Halloween costume. Yes, he is. I'm That's really That's going to match your Halloween costume. 
I know. Yeah, no. It's going to be funny. What if, what if, okay, real quick brainstorm. What if he was, what if I was Sully and he was Boo from Monsters, Inc.? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that, that be, would be so like, cute? See, literally, you're doing it already. You're. I know. You, <laughs> you're trying so hard to deny that you're going to be a, a a pet parent, and you have no. And you're like trying to deny that, like that's a valid thing. And yet here you are talking about being <laughs> Sully and Boo. <laughs> you are going to be the worst. I'm going. Yeah, I'm. Well, I've already been thinking about like because all day today I've been like, okay. I need to decide if I'm going to adopt him or not. And I've been like thinking about it all day. And then I had this thought of like, I need to like, I need to like buy him a bed and I need to buy him toys and I need to buy him like a sweater and I need to buy him boots and I need to buy him all these things. Don't buy him boots. Like, Dog boots are trash. No, they don't. They, yeah. Yeah. They don't like them. <gasps> if we did both of us as Santa, he was like a little puppy Santa and I was an adult Santa. Or he could be your elves. <gasps> See, John, shut the f- up when you're talking about <laughs> pet parents are not the same. Because, like, yes, they're not the same, but you're totally going to be one of those crazy dog dads. This podcast is now just watching me progress into and devolve into just one of those weird pet owners. Um, although I need to teach him. I need him to be a good wingman. And he's cute oh, enough. You've seen the picture of him. John, all you have to do is like consistently go to the same dog park and i'll be knee deep in boob totally but is it right to use him that way i don't want him to oh think he'll that love I'm it using him no he'll love it okay, because good. he gets pets from like these random people it'll be great no it's the best and of then both john worlds. gets pets from exactly. random people there it is that is another episode in the books dote heads <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Have a question or need some anecdotal advice on a subject? Send them to us and it might be heard on a future podcast. Send those questions, comments, and stories written to us filmed or by audio at theanecdotaldote at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Go ahead and say that next line, Laura. Uh, write us a review and share this podcast with your friends. Aww. Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And I need you to figure out from her. Oh my God. There are so many small penis men driving (laughs) down my street this, this evening. (laughs)